1: All right, here we are, Zolgan Declan Goff, Judd's Hockey Show Late Night Edition post-playoff game. Wild lose 3-1 to to the Vegas Golden Knights tonight. Plenty to get to, plenty of thoughts. We, um, of course, would like to hear from you, but before we do that, Declan, mm-hmm. I am, I'm going to pull out a beverage. Oh, what do you here. got there? I got what
2: you had on Sunday. A little furious. A little furious. Losses are are going with the tequila. I got to go with (laughs) I. I, After what just the hell happened in the last 30 minutes of that game and the Twitter mentions and everything I'm seeing right now, I need to know something a little harder as we burn the midnight oil here. Oh, look, and pouring into the glass veteran play it's a strong ipa so i kind of respect it but very good call to pour a nice beer like that in the glass but for me a tequila on a rock with just a squirt of lime i need something hard to uh
1: to get over this one and sports son, that's how you pour a beer. I mean, the head's not perfect, yes. but it's also not the big one, and it could have been. Hey, so. I went to
2: St. Cloud State. We know how to pour our beer. We don't know a lot of things. I know how to pour my beer. You got, Some, a, P, you one, got a PhD time, in pouring beer. Sometime here, I'll show you how. To, I'll, I'll show you my IPA pour, and we'll, we'll, we'll get after that.
1: We'll get okay, after that. let's get to our thoughts on uh, tonight's tilt. Before we do, uh, why don't you tell people if they want you how they can uh, get involved as they begin to. Uh, get into the room if they'd like to get in and weigh in about tonight's game, how they can do that.
2: Yeah, if you guys want to join the show, please. If you got takes on this show and you're on this game that you want to express to me and Judd and vent over, this is going to be your show. Shoot me an email, Vikingsventline at gmail.com. It's scrolling on the screen right there. I'll put you in queue. I don't know how many guests we'll get. Judd and I obviously have some thoughts in this game, but if you have thoughts, please shoot me an email. You want to come on the screen and we'll see your comments as well. But send me an email vikingsventline at gmail.com
1: thought. Number one off tonight's game. I was in no way, shape or form disappointed. I thought that was a fantastic hockey game. The wild, unlike Sunday came out absolutely flying. Mark Andre Fleury again was lights out. Um, if you had told me that the storyline from the first two games was going to be a split, that the Wild actually would play, I thought, probably a more complete game on in Game 2 than they did in Game 1. Because, I mean, they did not show up. Cam Talbot did. But the Wild did not show up, Declan Goff, until the second period on Sunday. Tonight, they came out flying. Uh, the difference was the fact that the flower was absolutely fantastic. Kevin Fiala, your guy tonight. And, yes, I, I, I understand that he... And Johansson on Alex Tuck's <laughs> – remember that name? I understand that he and Johansson on that goal, which gave the Golden Knights a 2-1 to lead, were standing there, and that was not great. But Kevin Fiala had eight shots on goal tonight. Um, he continues to play on a line that I certainly don't love. But he grabbed that game by the you-know-what tonight mm-hmm. and basically said, I am going to impact it. and And he did not score – but he had eight shots. I would say he had no fewer than four just golden scoring opportunities. He was he absolutely robbed by Marc-Andre Fleury a few times. Um, but I really can't find a lot of fault here. And if I'm the Wild, privately at least, I'm coming away from these two games pretty damn thrilled.
2: Yeah. I mean, all things considered, my doomsday scenario did not come true today. I told you on the preview show that I thought the Wild would be waxed tonight. Judging by the first 20 minutes, I thought this was going to be the Wild's game. Uh, To Kevin Fiala's credit, uh, me being the warden of the Kevin Fiala fan club, I am the warden because I'm not the president. I was not elected. Uh, I am not a mayor. I am not a chairman. You're a
1: dictator. I was not appointed. You've appointed yourself. I've
2: appointed myself as the the warden in this jail that is the state of hockey. And I am watching everyone who just trashes Kevin Fiala. For boneheaded penalties and turnovers in the regular season against games against the Ducks and Kings, and then he comes out tonight ready to play, and I absolutely love it. He's got two anchors in Victor Rask and Marcus Johansson dragging him down the whole bleeping game, and he still winds up with seven shots on net and nearly single-handedly took over the game for the Wild. Cam Talbot was fantastic, but yes, what I don't get is if you're if if Fiala's rolling, why why are we just we have to play Johansson a with them just because it's their line mates. We have to keep doing that. It's beyond frustrating, Judd. It's beyond frustrating. And it's why I got a te- As Brad Childers says, a vodka, the size of your head. Yep. I got okay. a tequila the size of your head right now, trying to comprehend it.
1: Okay. So here's my question. And I'd be curious to have people weigh in on this as well. Cause I know what your response is, uh, but it's really clear that Dean gets his lines and like, he will jungle, juggle them. Okay. But, but, I am curious what pe- what people think. Down by one in the third, Vegas is a very good team. So to your point, this is not coming back against the Ducks or something, right? Oh, third period comeback against the Ducks or the Kings. You're like, okay, <laughs> big deal. Um, I'm curious if people were surprised that it took until the until Talbot was pulled to at even strength have Fiala and Kaprizov on the ice together, because. We talked about that on the previous show as well this morning or this afternoon, Declan Goff. And, you know, this was pretty much the situation that we talked about. And you said, because you thought that they were going to get blown out, but I asked you flat out. I said, if they are down by a goal or two in the third period, do you make sure that you find a way, even strength, five on five, to get 22 and 97 on the ice at the same time? And you said, absolutely, they have to. And they did not. They did not. So I'd be curious if people – would second guess Dean, because I mean, he was, he, he, put, he put Kaprizov on the fourth line at one point early in the third and took Sturm off and had Benino at center and Bukestad on the right wing. But that, and I understand the desire to get Kaprizov more ice time. And I actually applaud that, but that's a long way away from going, let's go firepower. Cause if you got 22 and 97 out there and I, I don't know with, with, Hartman or I don't even know but if you got them out there together that is a firepower lie Um, which would be fun to see I don't know if it would work but it would certainly give you a chance to absolutely blitz a team like the Golden Knights so we talked about it it pretty much came to fruition of how it could have happened and it didn't happen
2: yeah there was a golden opportunity to try to do it and I just I don't understand if you're if you're gonna double shift Kaprizov which I'm all for by the way, in the situations yeah. where you're down a goal, you have to double shift your best player. Why yeah. are we double sh- double shifting him on the fourth line? Why Why are we surrounding him with with Nick Benino um, and Nick Bjugstad? I don't think that's the best of its ability. Take off one of the wings on Johansson. And to be honest, Judd, we'll talk about this later. We got some fans who are piling up. By the way, thank you. We got fans piling up here. who want to get on the show? Let's we'll get, get you up. on here in, in a couple minutes here. And if you want to join the show, shoot me an email. Sit exactly. back
1: and listen and, and drink my surly while exactly.
2: they talk. Uh, if you want to get I'll in on the cheap. show, send me an email, vikingsventline at gmail.com. I'll put you in queue here. Um, this could be a talker that we get into maybe later uh, in this show and possibly on Mackie and Joe tomorrow on Score North is, do you put Zach Brise back in the lineup for Ryan Johansson? Because I saw tweets about this, and I saw thoughts about this from friends as well. I'm curious to see if that is a move that is made.
1: I have really mixed feelings about this because I see where you're coming from and I get the people's point on this. And I know that they like Zach Marcus Johansson has more speed than Zach, but Zach can do different things. Um, Boy, I'm, I'm torn. I guess here's my question. If Zach doesn't play the, if Zach is back in and he plays just a very small role, is Zach cool with that? Because if he is, Like, I I don't know what goes on behind the scenes here, right, Dex? Like, we don't know about that. And if Zach plays, you know, a very small portion of the game in a very small role, are things fine? Is that a problem? So that's where I I guess I would have some questions about the actual Fallout internally from how Zach is used. And if the Fallout's going to be nothing, I consider it. Um, But I'll go back to the most confusing thing to me. I'm sorry, Bill Guerin. I love you. You've done a great job and you can defend him all you want. Dean Evison, same exact thing. But when I watch Victor Rask out there in the speed of this series, I just, I and, and I understand you don't, you feel you don't have options, um, but he's just behind the play constantly. There, there was, right. an, an, I saw on TV today, I saw another two or three times where there were plays developing and he just can't, and it's not his fault. I mean, it would be like throwing you out there. You just can't keep up. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but I guess, I guess the comeback of people who say to me will play Parisi and I'm like, I'm not sure about that. They'd say they're playing Rask and I would tell you, you're probably, you're, you know, you're potentially right. But yeah, does Marcus Johansson bring a lot? Absolutely not. Is that disappointing? Yes, that's very disappointing. Um, the issue, though, is he's a third-line guy, and I don't know why once Zach tried to play at the third line. You, you, do ha- you do have to take it into account the slower you get. Like, now if you got Rask playing and Parisi playing, and the slower you get, yep. it, it begins to take a toll. Right. Um, just keep in mind, Johansson can keep up. And I know that's a very, you know, that sounds like, well, of course you can. He's a he's a pro player. But, you know, Zach can't keep up now. And so mm-hmm. it would have to be the intangibles that Zach would bring. Um, and this this series, God bless it, is seems to be going often at a breakneck speed, which I love. So. All right, my friend. I'm on the fence. But, yeah, let's get to let's the we bring some fans in here. Let's get to the fans, and I All will right. get to the furious. So, again, this is a
2: Wild Vent Line slash Judd's Hockey Show right now on Score North MN. If you're new to us, hit the subscribe button on our YouTube channel. We'll be doing these after every playoff game. We'll have other wild takes from Mackie and Judd and Judd and myself. Um, on that YouTube channel and on our podcast feed, Judd's Hockey Show and Mackie and Judd. And if you want to get on the show, send me an email, VikingsVentline at gmail.com. This is the only wild post game show in town where we actually bring you on the screen. We'd love to have you on. So let's kick things off. He was the first guy to email me. Let's bring on Michael. Michael, what's going on, dude? Welcome to Judd's Hockey Show, Wild Ventline. How How's you doing, it, Michael? How's it going, man? Fun.
1: fun game.
3: Yeah. Tough no.
1: loss, but a fun game to watch. Loved it. I think
3: to Judd's point, the biggest thing with um tonight's game is you really can't be mad. You know, like I think we stole a game, won, and we were better this game, but you know, long term, um this is this is the most fun wild team I've seen in so long. Um I was texting my girlfriend tonight about that. Like this this team just and, and to your point of I would say caprice needs to show up a lot more he he just wasn't there tonight and I don't know if you know he was tired um or what but it just seemed like you know even the announcers kind of talked about that he he just yeah. wasn't there
1: so i i think I think the problem to saying that is this I don't think he's tired I think the problem is that that so the, the last game that these two teams played at the X on may 5th the Golden Knights tried to rough Corral up, and Krill's like, bleep that, and he came back at them, scored two goals, played great. And the message there was, if you're going to try that stuff w- with me, it's not going to work. Um, but keep in mind here, and I, think, and I think the Golden Knights took a page from this playbook because I think there's certain things that they took a page from in the first two games from the Blues playbook. The Blues have done a pretty good job against Kaprizov, and they don't rough him up. Like, they don't try and tick him off. But they do subtle things to slow him down. And it felt sure. like and I, I couldn't see like the, the entire ice because obviously we watched on TV tonight, but it felt like the Golden Knights were doing subtle things to just slow him, him up. Oh but, yeah, absolutely. But the trade but the trade off was, and this is the positive, and I mean this guy came as close to scoring as you possibly can. Kevin Fiala was a monster.
3: Yeah, I mean, think of the cheap ship. Um what's his uh, P- Petrangelo, uh, Petru- 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 yeah, no, you know, yeah. you know they, just knew that they were, they were out to get a priest um, at any time
1: they possibly could. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, but it's your long- point's a great point. This was, and this is what I love. This was a fun game. Like I'm not sitting here ticked off about effort or no. a team choking. There's none of that crap. No. This team came out and played hard and look, it's hockey. The key the starting point for this discussion is Mark Andre Fleury won game two. Yeah. You know, absolutely.
3: I mean, think period one, we could have had two or three goals and you know, we just you know, he just made every save that possible. I mean, the power play, um, and you know, every shot just seemed like he was able to make the save and um yeah, I mean he like Cam Cam played in game one. He played his just you know, he he was the better goalie tonight and um and in hockey sometimes that's what it comes down to
1: he played his ass off and you're exactly correct thank you man (laughs) great stuff thanks for having me you you take care of course appreciate you good night yeah yeah to, to his point about kaprizov
2: maybe not showing up a little bit you know i i will say he was definitely held in check um a little bit more tonight uh i know he got called for the trip and by the way look i know it's playoff hockey things get put put away in the whistles. That's a textbook trip. Oh, yeah. I, cool. It's, it's under a minute to go. Things are heightened. That is a textbook trip. Mm-hmm. Clear as day. They're going to call that. I know it sucks that it happens right in the heart of the game when you're down a goal. That is as clear as a trip as you're ever going to see. Any hockey fan who does any non hockey fan who watches that game says that. I mean, if there's penalties in this game that involve tripping. Is that not tripping? That's one hundred percent tripping. It stinks. I get that, but yeah, if, if you're in a if you're in an opposition team, you have to shut down Kaprizov. Can we figure out a way to beat you after that? It's 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 what happened. Today. Kaprizov was held in check,
1: and that's going to be an issue at times for sure. But the question is, then, can you get other guys to step up? And here's where I will credit them. Fiala did, and you know who who else did? Dex Matthew Dumba. Great game. As I said, I think on Sunday, if you hold him to the defensive standard that you hold Brodine and Spurgeon and Suter still who's playing well and Cole and even to a certain degree, Susie, okay? He's not those guys. He's not going to be as perfect. He's going to make some bad passes. He's going to make some bad plays. He just is. Uh, But Matthew Domba tonight did everything that you want him to do as far as the opportunities of he got the puck, he shot it, he scored once, but he took several shots. He, he blocked shots. I mean, Matthew Dumba played for him an outstanding game. Like, what? that's what 100%. you want. Because guess what? That shot is better than anyone else on the blue line. So you did get, and, and that's why I'm not complaining. Kaprizov didn't play a great game. Kaprizov was held in check. That's going to happen. The question is, do other guys emerge? And they did. And I'll go back to what I said before. Marc-Andre Fleury won that game, and that's going to happen. Um, Cam Talbot won game one. Marc-Andre Fleury won game two. It's hockey, but but and here's the here's the reason why the the blues series was frustrating. Jake Allen won games, but you know who didn't drive to the net? You know who didn't try and get greasy goals? You know who didn't try and get rebounds? The wild.
4: The rest of the team, yeah.
1: Did you see the first period tonight? They Mm -hmm. were all over Mm -hmm. rebounds and opportunities. And they didn't score, but, but it's not for a lack of effort, which has been my problem with or was my problem with the previous incarnation of this team.
2: No, they, they had a bunch of high danger chances. That's exactly what they wanted to be. And even quickly here, and we'll, we'll, we we'll get another string of guests in here. where are lined up. This is awesome. We almost got a full room in here with, uh, wild fans. If you guys want to get in on the show and you're watching this for the first time, we're Judd's hockey show. We're on score north MN. Shoot me an email, Vikingsventline at gmail.com. It's ticking on the cross bottom of the screen right there. If you have wild takes, but uh, same thing about Matt Dumba. Matt Dumba had a rough game one. We said in our preview show, can you go out there and just start firing pucks from the top of the point? And he, I mean, he he fired plenty of opportunities and plenty of shots. You needed him to have a very, very big game tonight, and he absolutely delivered. He no absolutely question. delivered. Let's uh let's get to our next guest here. Let's go to is it Jax? <laughs> Jax. What's hey. up, dude?
5: How you guys doing?
2: Good man. Are you are you outside right now? You taking a little stroll? What's going on?
5: <laughs> um, no. I actually work the night shift, so I'm actually driving home. I'm being safe though, don't worry, guys. Okay,
2: okay. I respect it. Yeah. I respect it.
5: Yeah, I just wanted to know what you guys thought of Jordan Greenway. I know that we've been talking about him maturing over the years, and especially last game, and today he seemed to be doing a lot better stuff, especially compared to the previous years.
1: Uh, Jax, I-, I thought tonight he again did the same exact thing that he did in Game 1, which is he was noticeable. He, In, in my notes, in fact, I've got it written down right here. at uh, At 1509 of the second period, he had a hit on Stevenson while Greenway had the puck. So he has the puck. Stevenson is trying to check him off the puck. And Greenway, with his body, l- literally spikes Stevenson to the ice. This is what you want. Like, he's not going to be – it's not like he's going to score a string of great, nice goals, right? Yep. But, but my frustration with him previously has always been, I notice Foligno, I notice Eck, and I don't see you. And tonight, I think he also had a big hit on or with Reeves. Um, I think these first two games, Jordan Greenway has played the exact role that he needs to play to be an effective player. And that is, you notice, 18, uh, because he has the physical presence and the strength to be that guy. I agree.
5: I uh, I appreciate you guys having me on the show. I'll kind of leave with that. But I, I came for you guys to watch Vikings takes a long time ago and You guys talk about the lot, and I love everything you guys do. I hope to be on the show again soon.
6: Hey Thanks, Jack. Dude. appreciate yeah.
2: you, man. Jump Thank you. Drive on. safe. Drive safe. Thank <laughs> you. Drive man.
1: carefully, keep those eyes on the road.
2: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, we, we do we also do Vikings Ventline on our Purple Daily Channel. We do Wolves and, and Vikings and Twins Talk. Well, a lot of therapeutic twins talk. We'll 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 save those takes, I believe, for tomorrow. Yeah, could, I think, I think, I think there tomorrow. will be some takes tomorrow on Mackie and Joe, which you can find on Apple Spotify and ScoreNorth.com. Um, should we should we continue rolling through yeah, here? Keep should we going. keep going through? Yep. All right, let's go to our uh, next guest. Let's go to Gibby here. Gibby, what's up, dude? Welcome to Wild Vent
7: so, I, I think we gotta keep this in perspective. Every single Wild fan would have taken a one one series going back to Minnesota, best of five, with home ice. Uh you could say the Wild have outplayed the Knights four out of six periods so far. It's basically a reversed script of Game One. Um, the team that comes out firing in the first period can't get a goal on the board, ends up being close all night long, and right. then, I guess the same thing is that Flurry in both games just brought it. And I'm actually at the point where I think if Flurry plays like this the whole series, the Wild aren't going to win, and I'm almost okay with that. I mean, if he's going to play like this for seven, six, seven games, there's really not much you can do about it. You got to think the dam's going to
1: break eventually. Yeah. Um, and, but here, here's the thing, too, though. Don't give up on Talbot. I mean, Talbot played a pretty good game. That second goal, what, it was tough because if he controls uh, Petro Angelo's shot from the right wing side, then the the puck doesn't go behind the net. It doesn't get fed out front to tuck, but that was not his fault once it got fed out front. The, the forwards had to back check there, and they didn't. Um, but don't dismiss Talbot's ability to win another game or two because this is what I've been talking about. This is the difference. You're talking like a little bit like the old Doom Nick days where we're like, well, if your goaltender plays that well, the Wild's got no chance. And, and I just want to emphasize how different I think this team is. So I'm not going to be surprised if Talbot steals another game or two. I don't think he's going to steal the entire Series, but I mean, this could be a tennis match of back and forth between the goaltenders for a few games here. So I'm not convinced it's I'm not convinced it's going to continue uh, to be just all Flurry because Talbot, to his credit, he won you know the first game. I, I totally agree with
7: you there. I'm more saying that I think if Flurry goes all seven games without giving up one soft
1: <laughs> goal. Oh, yeah, it's not going to happen.
7: That 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 gets tough, right? You need yeah. a, a game or two where he gives up some wrister or something like that. Um, one or two quick observations here before I jump off. Of course. Um, I tried to, you know, like Sean Freud listening to the Knights Reaction podcast after game one. Lindsay was the only podcast I could find the night after putting in the work and actually doing an immediate mm-hmm. reaction. I guess all of the other Vegas beat writers are lazy. It uh, <laughs> makes me appreciate what you guys do a little more, just literally having the content up immediately. So that's impressive. Also, Lindsay's awesome. i would never listened to her before. Wow, does she have energy? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think it's that. Number seeing, yeah. two, this is for Sports Dad, and I got to wag my finger at Sports Dad here. Yeah, right there. I see it coming, yeah. All right, Sports Dad, how many games do you predict the Twins to win this year?
1: <laughs> well, let's see. I previously oh, said the question. 96. Uh, I think they're going to win.
7: How many games have you predicted the Vikings to win this year? Because okay. they had a good first and third round draft pick. What are you doing? You know better. 11
1: and 6. <laughs> 11 and 6 here's Why? Re- you know re- better, Sports Dad. Gibby, Gibby, Gibby. Here's the key thing. Revamp defense offensive line that should be improved your skill position guys are good and look Kirk Cousins prove it to me now I'm putting you on 11 wins Kirk Cousins you're on notice prove it to me Uh,
7: I thought the twins were gonna win 100 games too Gibby come on
1: Gibby a small a small sports dad trick apply the pressure to prominent players and then if they fail it's not your bad prediction it's their failure that's right. I, I,
7: hey, I, I respect that. I'm hoping for 11 and six. Two schedule looks tough. The one thing is one Thielen or Jefferson injury, in the season is completely mm. derailed. You mm-hmm. need a third wide receiver, veteran wide receiver. I know I already derailed this, but um, okay, Gibby, it's late at night. Yeah, exactly. After after midnight, anything goes. So, um, you know, let's just win game three. That's right,
2: man. Let's do awesome. it. Awesome. Exactly. Great Shoot stuff. Give me great Jimmy. stuff, brother. Talk Appreciate yeah, you, cheer, Appreciate cheers you. Cheers, cheers, to, you cheers to you. Cheers to you. Absolutely. Right back at you. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Let's yeah, keep it's, them going uh, back. We got people. It's pretty good. Yeah, I can take another sip here as I as I get ready for the next one. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, I did
1: not mean to derail your sip.
2: If you uh if you have other if other wild fans want to get in here, we've had a, a nice little string of them. Send me an email Vikingsventline at gmail.com. I'll put you in queue and we can get we can get you on here. Uh let's go to my guy Zach, who's rocking the long hair, the dollar Dollar yeah. Bill Kirill shirt. I absolutely
8: love it, man. What's going on? Uh good luck. Yeah, I mean, I just had um like three main takeaways from tonight's game.
9: Mm-hmm.
8: And it was pretty much just one flurry stole the game. Like, there's no doubt about that. I mean, the we had good chances, but that's what brings me to my second point. We need to fix Fiala's line. Like, he can't <laughs> – I mean, Kaprizov, on his line, it's like reverse role because Kaprizov, I can't tell you how mad I get watching him set up those guys consistently one after another after another. And then you see it, third period. He shoots the puck because he knows that they're not gonna get the puck. They're not gonna get it in the net. I'm not saying they're bad players. They're better than Rask, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. But Fiala deserves better than Rask, and I think if you get Sturm on that line, I think we're gonna have some really, really good opportunities on that line.
1: He ben- he benched Sturm though. So when when Kaprizov went to the fourth line, he took uh, Benino. Put him took him from the wing to center. Left it at the right wing. And bench Sturm. So I, I don't know what the whole the problem I, I have with the Sturm thing is. I get he's young and I get he makes mistakes. I'm I'm sure he keep I'm sure he makes mistakes that drive coaches crazy that we don't see. I, I get that. But that being said, to your point, with his speed and abilities, I just feel like he gives you a dynamic that you don't have. And, and I mean, God bless Bukestead, he works his butt off and and Benino's a leader and does too. But I totally get your point. And Dex and I have talked about the exact same thing, and it never really seems to happen.
8: Yeah. I mean, just Fiala, he's never going to get that. He's not Kaprizov. He can't take that puck and do it all by himself. He needs that setup. And when he had that setup with Rask, I think it was with Rask, it was a cross, and Rask hit the bar. Rask, I'm not saying that he's not good enough, but – there's other players that are good enough to chip that puck in. He just waited a hair too long, and if that was roles reversed, Fiala would have had the skill to just chip that right up. That's correct.
1: I agree with that completely. Yeah, no, I think you're exactly right, and they just won't do it. And, And then the question comes also, third period, would you have made sure the 22 and 97 were playing together at some point in time? Because, I mean, that would that would give you a line that was just a huge threat. And I don't know how the Golden Knights would defend it completely. I, I'd be very curious to see that. So it, I would sort of force their hand, or I would have forced their hand. It's become too predictable that unless it's the power play or the goaltenders pulled, yeah. they're not going to do that. And, and I think in a playoff series, it's probably a it would be a pretty nice option to unveil something that they didn't know was coming.
8: It's, I think it's hard to stack a line like that because you know that those are your two best goal scorers, but then you have your secret weapon, Erickson Eck. I mean, really, that's the only way to really get a, a goal against Flurry is just 30 goals. I mean, we've seen it all season long against yeah. the Golden Knights. And yep. so I think, you know, you definitely moving forward, Need to see some line changes. Um, I think the polino Greenway line is a great line. I don't think you change that. I just think you make a couple small changes elsewhere. And I'm pumped to go to Game Four, and we'll see it then. Love it. Have man. fun,
1: man. Hell yeah! It's going to be a lot of fun there. That's uh, going to be great. Playoff yeah. hockey in person is the, the best. best. The best. Um,
8: we've we've gone to four games so far this season. This oh, is going to be my first playoff game ever so I'm hell yeah going. dude have enjoy fun enjoy it man yeah. enjoy it love it Zach love thank you dude podcasts. thank Zach. Appreciate you yeah, dude. Thank, thank you for
2: listening thank you for supporting really appreciate that yeah to his point too um about about Fiala it's something that I that you and I have been hammering on that Fiala can't do it by himself like Fiala tonight Fiala tonight was the perfect example Judd of of him trying his absolute hardest yeah. wanting it so bad doing everything he could and look, marc Andre Fleury's a damn good goaltender, so that's on. one thing. Another one, Hold on. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the sound of sweet release there. You got one of those IPAs down that quickly? I mean, my god, good for you. Oh,
1: oh it's late at night. I can, Ooh. yeah, I can definitely. You know what? I I did not drink one the entire game, so that I could have a couple during the show.
2: Good for you. Um, but to your to our point about Fiala, he he needs help. If if you're looking for a center to get, it's not necessarily that that he'll be if de facto placed with Kaprizov. It's Correct. to help Fiala. It's to 100% help, Fiala. I'm not saying also you couldn't find someone to help Kaprizov's game more too because Ryan Hartman is probably not necessarily the best, most suited center to be with Kirill Kaprizov, but Kaprizov makes Ryan Hartman better. You need someone to make Kevin Fiala's game go to the next level.
1: Can you imagine if you had two guys and, you know, let's say one is very good, but if you had two centers other than Eck that you could just consistently play with Kaprizov and Fiala who could get them the puck, who knew... I, I mean, the thing with Rask is he's too slow, and Hartman, again, God bless him, he works his butt off. But, I mean, he's really a wing who's trying to play center, and you know what? Ultimately, he probably is... He could probably be on a really good team, a fourth-line center, because he's responsible. He knows what to do. I I get all of that. Um, but that's where I'm hopeful about this whole thing, too, because you don't have those guys yet, and if, if you get... Rossi here and one more guy who can, you know, he doesn't have to be a star, but just have a solid guy there. You're talking about a playoff team that's really damn good. Like, I think that this team is good, and I I think they're doing the right things, and I love how hard they work, but I don't see them making a deep run with their current depth chart, especially at center. So that's what makes you excited about the potential of this team is if you get this right next season – like this goes to a team that could definitely make a run. One
2: hundred percent. Let's keep them rolling here on a uh, wild vet line after the Minnesota Wild fell three to one. Was it three to one? I, three, uh, to one. three
1: to Nick one. Three to uh, one. Alex Tuck scores twice. Four. God. That's the Minnesota sports thing for tonight. He's... Minnesota sports thing for tonight is it couldn't be Marsha Show. or You know, it couldn't right. be no. uh, Stone Alex Tuck who you lost. Had to score twice.
2: I love that guy too. I thought when they traded him away was the biggest mistake, and now he's no. that ex that invites me to his own wedding, and I have to watch him Dude, get you married. You know
1: what he is? He's a really good Charlie Coyle.
2: Yeah. Uh, like they thought that they I had a fucking Coyle. I don't even want to hear. He's, he's a, a really re- good Charlie Coyle. He's a, he's a really, really good player. I don't even want to, oh, no, want to hear but, the Oh But I'm Coyle saying he,
1: they, they protected Charlie Coyle because they thought that he was ultimately going to You're be right, though. better than talk.
2: I hear you. All right, let's keep it rolling. Let's go to Tyler. I think Tyler, uh, Tyler,
1: are you the one that's in Hawaii that emailed me, man?
6: Yeah. What's up? What
2: is up, dude? It, uh, Hawaii. What's First off, what's the temperature and what yeah. time is it over there?
6: Um, it is 722 and it's probably oh. about 70 degrees.
2: That sounds actually, it's been nice here finally, but still, that sounds a lot more. Seventy heavier. degrees,
1: so nice and sort of coolish for you, but but comfortable.
6: Yeah, I'm I'm actually wearing a sweatshirt because I I'm chilly. This is chilly here.
1: <laughs> yeah, okay, makes sense.
6: <laughs> but, What's uh, going on? Nothing much. I uh, just wanted to talk about. I think we need some net front presence, and I think we do need Parisi in there. I know you guys have been hating on Parisi lately, but uh, we haven't been getting those second chances. We've been getting shots on net, but but no second chances. I think we need somebody greasy in the front. Who can, who can get it in? What do y'all think
1: about that? I think that I think that's fine if this all works. See, I th- my whole, whole point before to Dex was this. If Parisi can play a very small role, and he's comfortable in that role, and, and everything behind the scenes is fine, I do it. I just don't know if there are internal factors that we don't know about that are weighing in this decision not to play him. So I get that. But the one thing that you have to, to keep in mind is this. If Brazy plays, he can't keep up, really. So, like, he's going to be a net front presence. I mean, he works. This is no this is no rip on Zach. I mean, Zach is Zach's going to do what Zach has always tried to do. At one time, he did it, I think, at a star level. That time is long gone now. But I do think, as far as greasy goals and things, he would give you a chance. But as far as getting back and as far as the pace of play here, the issue there is he can't keep up. So... Like there's there's going to be potentially good and bad. I mean, I will say this: Johansson can keep up. I don't love him. I think he could do a lot more. There's games where I I see him playing. There's games where I sort of don't. Um, but he skating wise can keep up. Zach Parisi like Rask is going to be three step th- two to three steps behind consistently.
6: Yeah, and you're, I hear y'all talking about Rask tonight too. If Rask is so slow, why not put Parisi in there? Because nobody else is. Doing anything, you know, Rask is a center. So. That's
1: why. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's okay. unfortunately, why? Because he's a center. I mean, they. I. I honestly think deep down, if they felt that they had options there, Rask could be scratched, but they don't. And and he can win face-offs so like he can do things that Parisi simply just can't do, because he's not trained to do them. Yeah,
6: I got you. Um, so. one more thing. Do you think they call it Boldy or? So
2: I believe what what was reported from Michael Russo that I believe all those aces players were practicing at TRIA this week, and then they'll be added to the taxi squad starting for game three. So they'll be, I believe, on the taxi squad roster starting for game three. Yeah. I think it would probably take a lot, i.e. an injury, or just simply backs against the wall move to probably bring up Boldy. Um, Garen said he didn't want to rush him. I, I personally would play him, man. I personally would play him in a heartbeat. I would like to see him up here.
6: Yeah, me, me too. I think we need a little extra edge if we want to make a run in these, these uh playoffs. But thank y'all. Yeah. Uh, hey, thank you. been informed on uh, you know Minnesota sports since I'm stationed over here. So, hey,
1: and awesome. I appreciate, appreciate you for your much. service. Thank you, man. Yeah, no yeah exactly right. Thank, thank you, you.
2: Yeah, man. It's. I tough. would play I, Boldy. I would play Boldy. I'd flat out play him. I'd I play in him. In fact,
1: I would. I would rather see him promoted and playing in in place of Johansson than Parisi. Yep. Yeah. Um, I think you would bring. I think he brings a dynamic. And, I mean, look, here's the thing. Confidence in life is important. This guy has thrived everywhere he has played in 2021. Mm-hmm. He thrived in the college game. He thrived in the World Juniors. He thrived at Iowa. He is, I, I think he's the exact type of player. And, I mean, look, long-term, too. I mean, this guy might be their talk. Like, he's got, he could he's be. big enough. And the thing I love about his game, and, and I saw this because I I've, I've watched all of the, uh, world junior tournament games he played in here's the thing i loved he's a winger who plays like a center he's he's got the caprice of not the abilities but he's got the caprice of uh ability i guess is the right word to facilitate decks yep so like he can he can score goals he can stand in front he's a strong enough kid but he also can make plays for you and this team is lacking true centers but because the game has changed now And it's sort of going in the direction of basketball at times where it's become a little bit more, not totally positionless, but a little bit more positionless. So if you take a Boldy or Kaprizov and they're setting guys up, I mean, what you need then, finishers. Absolutely. And, And guess who can finish on this team? Kevin Fiala. Fiala. Like, let's say you had Boldy. Like, let's say you just choose center A, whoever it is, but he's on a line with Boldy and Fiala, okay? Love that. If Boldy can feed Fiala and facilitate for Kevin, he's gonna score eventually here. Like he had eight he had eight shots on Golden Knight. I mean, eventually those are going to go go in and and Marc Andre Fleury is not going to play every game like this.
2: No, I agree. No. Let's keep him rolling here. We got a few more guests lined up. Uh, and if you guys want to get in, shoot me an email, Vikingsventline at gmail.com. I'll put you in queue here. Let's go to uh Jack. Jack, my man, are you there? Are you are you around?
3: Judd, you're so cute.
2: I tie you down. All right, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna remove Jack. I don't know what yeah, the hell. What happened um, to
1: Jack? That well, was I, that
2: was a little I, weird. I, I sort of, but um,
1: like I mean, I, well, I do, mean, we're on
2: YouTube, so we're a little more safer with with weird things happening. I was
1: say, it's really not that big a deal. But
2: uh, and then he then he bailed. That was kind of unfortunate. Well, He also
1: didn't show himself. And my oh. favorite is my favorite is he put in a comment at twelve twenty three saying, "Push in, let me in, Declan." Yeah, and then he came in. Yeah, that, oh,
2: that was strange. Well, 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 that's a great transition.
1: Says, do you know what this is, Dex? It's a late night YouTube show.
2: Yeah, it is. It is a late
1: frivolity night. frivolity ensues.
2: Yeah, man. I got you. Let's uh, let's keep it rolling. All right, Nick, I don't think you can top that. I know what the hell you nah. saw either, but by all means, welcome to Wild Ventline. And
1: Nick, if you think I'm cute, that's <laughs> fine too, okay? How do I go up after that, I mean? Well, I, I think you start by complimenting
5: me and then just go to Declan next. All right. Declan. Oof, you're looking like a snack tonight. Is that Amen. good? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Appreciate um, you. It's got the great hair, okay? You got to admit that.
5: <laughs> um, so I mean, my observation from the tonight is and going forward, can Dean really make an adjustment while with Joe Hansen and Rask? I mean, I watched tonight and Oh my god, I was done watching those two play. <laughs> um, could they put in Zach and move him to the fourth, try and move up Sturm? I know Evanson isn't a Sturm fan, but those two weren't very good tonight.
1: We, Declan and I talked about this on the preview show today, and, I mean, it. it's weird because the whole thing with Rath, I mean, the speed of this series is, is great. It's phenomenal to watch, right? Like, it's a lot of fun, and it's two seemingly really evenly matched teams, and what you just said makes perfect sense, and it seems like they don't want to. I, The only thing I can think of with Sturm is that they are afraid if they give him too much that he is going to fail, like they're going to set him up. And they they somehow see Rask as this solid, and you know what he probably is. He probably he probably understands his defensive assignment way more than Sturm could. Uh, but that being said, what you just said is absolutely correct, which is he's a step behind. And Johansson frustrates me. I think there's more there. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Like this is the playoffs. Greenway's come out in these two games. And he's played he's, great, and it's like crazy. right. But I mean, that's what, and that's how he should play. Yeah. Um, Johansson to me, like he's a playoff veteran. He's he's been in Stanley Cup Finals before. Why are why aren't we seeing more there? Because I have seen him when he pushes himself. Dex did too. Um, he could. I'm not saying he's great, but he could be pretty good and certainly effective. And tonight I was really disappointed because he didn't re- – you didn't really see him, and I don't get why. And that's where the crazy Talk is going to come in about should Zach play over Johansson. And that's where I'm on the how about Matthew Boldy bandway.
5: I mean, I agree with you there. Oh God, <laughs> Sorry. It's late beer, at night. Don't worry be, be, about beer it. Beer down? Or was it a beer down? Nah. Are you a beverage no, down? No, Are you no, okay? Just, just my okay. – <laughs> Okay. Okay. But – I don't think Garen has the guts, nor does he want to push Boldy up, because, I mean, we're wild fans. We're hoping for something, and if he doesn't impress
1: us, we get down very fast. But, I mean. But Garen's won Stanley Cups. I don't think he cares what we think. I He either see, he either truly doesn't think that Boldy is set to play, because um, I don't think he thinks like we think. Like, I get exactly what you're saying there. Mm-hmm. You know, because we are, we're Minnesota sports fans. We are, we always are waiting for the next shoe to drop. We're conditioned not to expect to win. Um, Bill Guerin's won four, four cups, two as a player, two as an executive with the Penguins. I don't think he gives a crap what we think, but there's definitely something at play here. And and I guess ultimately the most confusing thing to me is the Rask thing. That, that really does get me. I, I still don't understand. I mean,
5: Sturm, sure, if he's a defensive liability, that's totally fair. But we're now two games in, and you've scored two goals. And Rask isn't an offensive player. I mean, wide open net, you hit crossbar. That's – I mean, that's just what kills you. And then they go down the other way, and they score almost. I mean, I don't get
1: it, but that's just me. What do I know? <laughs> well, you know, Plenty, I, I I don't think you're wrong. No, man. I th- That's the one well, and I do think that that's that is something that's why there's, and this is actually good news that's why there's a next step to take here. Mm -hmm. A year from now, if things go as planned, this conversation's dead, we're not going to be having it. Victor Esk won't be a factor. Um, and and I, I do, I love, I guess, I do love the fact that this team has transitioned where it feels completely different, the games are fun. And right mm-hmm. now we're, we're not pounding the table and saying, where was the net front presence at all? They didn't try. They didn't do this. They didn't do that. I mean, that was the wild playoff story for years. And at yeah. least, at least that seems to be gone. So, but great points. Yeah. yeah.
5: Thank you. Thank you for Thank having you. me.
1: And hey I appreciate you that phone up. up. Pick that phone up.
5: Pick that phone up.
1: We'll do Crack another See beer. You. Do what you want to do.
2: <laughs> Thank you, man. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it is, it is frustrating watching Victor Rassus to continue, continue to get run. You know, Kevin Fiala, the reason Kevin Fiala was so dominant tonight, Judd, was because it wasn't because his line mates are helping him. It was because Kevin Fiala literally took the game in his own hands and said, I'm going to take things over. Right, Johansson and Victor Rask, like, I, I, don't know, I, I don't know how you could sit there and watch that game and say, man, Johansson and Rask are, are helping out Fiala tonight. No, no, no. Kevin Fiala is here to play, and I'm dragging along the two kids through Disneyland trying to do my best to get on every ride I possibly can. Yes. That was what it was like.
1: He took a page from the Kaprizov playbook at Kaprizov's best, which is I am going to take the puck. I am going to make plays, Mm -hmm. and if I can, I will shoot, which you know what? He has to, but that's (sighs) – he had eight shots. And and aside from the second goal, which he probably could have done more on the back check, um, he had a really good game. But I don't think it's his game to try and facilitate for himself that, that much. I hear you. Like, like Kaprizov, I'm pretty sure that can be his game. I mean, Kaprizov's flat out a superstar. Kevin Fiala's a star at his best. He's a star player. And I think that there is a, a happy medium for what Kevin can do and what Kevin needs, and he's not getting that right now. And, and I guess my frustration a little bit, like I'm not frustrated with the team, but my frustration a little bit in the conversation is it feels like you could try, try a couple things here tweak-wise. Mm-hmm. that might make it possible for him to have more success right now
2: I hear you let's uh we got a couple more guests here lined up and by the way we're we've we had a great amount of guests here this is awesome thank you so much for everyone for joining us we're at vikingsventline gmail.com if you want to get in here let's get uh, our next guest here let's go with Jay Jay what's going on man you're on
4: wild ventline hey how you guys doing? What's up good man how are you just had a, just had a few thoughts first of uh you know talking about flurry obviously he's has had the first two games no one can deny that um where do you think we get to a point with him where it's he's standing on his head or someone needs to eventually bury the pot
1: i think it's going to change a little bit here um i i think coming home playing and i i know it's only going to be what four thousand five hundred fans so it's About not going to be a F-
4: thousand cool, or so yeah. but it's
1: going to be loud it's going to be loud yeah. mm-hmm. i think playing here changes things t- dramatically in, in fact i think I think right now uh, I'm not going to predict Game Four, but I think Game Three Wild wins. Fleury's going to co- continue to play well, but I urge people to realize this: Cam Talbot's playing well too. Like Correct. this is yeah. the Dubnik thing has conditioned us to just sort of assume that that the goaltending's always on that side, right? Jake Allen's great, and Dubnik's okay, but he's not great. Um, I think I think it shifts a little bit in Game Three. I think the Wild scores. Three or four goals. And I think there's a good chance that we see a game like we did tonight, but the Wild wins. And and, and I mean, but this is, this guys is what's so important about the fact that Talbot won you game one. Right. Like th- this is where it's crucial that you have a, that your guy stands on his head sometimes too, because this easily could be two rip Vegas, because the Golden Knights in game one that first period dominated, did, did exactly what the wild did tonight in the first right. period. So I, I think it shifts, not the flurry plays badly, but I think to, to what you're saying, it changes a little bit in game three here on Thursday night. Right.
4: Yeah. I guess my point about that was just, um, you know, he's making some unbelievable saves, but then when you, you look at it again, over replay, it's a lot of shots that, you know, these guys should be burying at some point. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's eventually that line hits where it's game four and, and we're not burying. And it's, we're probably done with the series, so it, it's a hard kind of you know what I'm saying. It's a hard line to to draw. Yeah.
1: But Jay, didn't you feel in, in the first period tonight? I mean, the flower was great, um, fantastic. But but I did but I did feel like the Wild was driving to the net and try mm. and and he gave up rebounds. They couldn't bury him, but it wasn't for lack of being there. My sure. problem with previous Wild teams is they literally weren't there. It, it's like they. They got the shot you're talking about, mm-hmm. and there was a rebound, and ine- inevitably like the Blues defenseman would pick it up and skate it out. Yeah. Um, I don't feel like tonight was for a lack of effort of being there when rebounds were created. I could very easily see on Thursday night those chances being there, and, and Felino or Greenway or Zuccarello buries it this time. So yeah. I still have a lot of hope for how they played tonight, and, in fact, I think there's a case to be made that they did actually play a better game tonight than Sunday because of oh, the I fact they did really up. I think they, they, I think really they for up. sure did.
4: I think they for yeah, sure did. Yeah, so. uh, my last My last point, more one, more for yeah. Yeah, one more for you. Um, well, I'm just you know hearing people talking about bringing Zach Creasy back into the lineup. Um, you know, My one point on that is we've seen it all year. He he can't skate with a team like Vegas. I think he, he likes to allow more opportunities than he can potentially – sit in front of the net and maybe get one knocked in.
1: Yes. And and the the problem too is he's got a big name. He's done some great things. Um he will he will work his butt off. But I don't think people realize how slow he's become until you actually play him now. And right. if he was in I, I mean that series this series is moving like there's yeah. no there's no well I'm not very fast but I can grab a guy and by the way in 2021 if you grab a guy you're getting a penalty right. so yeah that that's that's where I think that there has to be this has to be weighed very carefully and this goes back to why I'd be curious to see Boldy because he's young and he can skate and mm-hmm. I'm not saying he won't make mistakes but the right. style but his style of play for what he brings certainly would fit a series like this more because i think when the starting point is well i really can't keep up It's really not a good starting point
4: no and we've seen zach you. not not be able to keep up against vegas many times this year the first time we played him in vegas the the goal that over time yeah um yeah i don't know I'd, that's where i'm at with him i'd love to see Bowley. I'm not sure it's gonna happen but thanks guys for having me on thanks jay, hey, jay. thank enough. you appreciate man yep.
2: appreciate you dude yeah Jed, i mean i i would i bet he's in the lineup I, I, I would wager he's in the lineup in Game 3. I, I I would be pretty shocked if he isn't. I think he is. I think he's coming in.
1: I'm going to say he's not. Um, okay. I don't think these... I, look. I don't think these guys embrace making changes unless they think so- something is broken. And tonight's performance wasn't broken. They lost. Flurry beat them. True. But I don't look at that effort and say, well, it was sort of lacking. And I don't look at that... Effort and say it needs to be shaken up. And I think Dean I think Dean will punish you and Dean will sit you if he thinks that you deserve it. Unless you're a rask and then you ain't getting sad. So that's that's a different story. But I don't think I don't think Johansson is coming out because I don't think he played poorly enough to come out. I just I just know and I think there's more to give. Um but I mean these I don't think these guys will tweak it unless they think it needs to be tweaked because of how somebody played and I and I didn't see that tonight. I they played a good game. I mean that was that was a more complete game than than Sunday because that's a good point. They had spurts tonight where they didn't play great, but there was mm-hmm. no one period decks where they didn't. And on Sunday, the entire first period, aside from Talbot, they didn't play that well.
2: I hear you. We have a couple more guests here on uh, on Wild Bentline. Line. Thank you, to everyone, for uh, helping us out. If you're still in the room, you're watching, we have a few more minutes. If you'd like to get in, get some takes, some, shoot me an email, vikingsventline at com. And also, if you're new to us, uh, hit our subscribe button on the Score North MN YouTube channel. And if you want some Vikings takes, because there were some Vikings Vent Line takes that came into this chat, hit us up on Purple Daily Podcast as well. Um, we'll have plenty of Vikings stuff, Kellen Mond discussion, Kirk Cousins discussion. Write that down, predictions coming up tomorrow on both Mackie and Judd. It's going to come early, Declan. Exactly. Uh, yeah,
1: gonna and come Purple early.
2: Daily. Speaking of Purple Daily, we got a veteran on Purple Daily coming on. Alex in Texas. He was on, on Sunday as well. He was on, I think, last week on Purple Daily. Might be our most yeah. used guest in this last week. You're, well, you know what oh, else? On a we might Cheers, be in the fellas. payroll. Oh, a little Schmirnoff ice. Oh, very oh, nice. ice. Okay, okay.
1: Is that cool. an old school Atlanta Hawks hat? Um, yes.
10: Oh my, my god, they are my basketball team. I grew up in. I, I told Declan the story once before. Event line before. I grew up in Florida. I was watching TV when I was like five or six, I saw the Vikings on TV and I'm like, those are the coolest elements ever. (laughs) So I have adopted all Minnesota sports teams for my favorite team, except for the T wolves. Um, That's mainly because the T wolves weren't around when I was younger. So the Hawks are the closest team to me. So, Oh, that's awesome. So are, are are you like a, Mookie Blaylock, Dominique Wilkins,
1: age guy or
10: um, I'm I am Lou Hudson. I am the early '80s. I'm ta- we're talking Tree Rollins, Lou Hudson. Oh, we're talking TBS Fox uh, games. TBS and, yeah. Hawks. in the TBS Omni. Skip Carey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. they were decks.
1: This team was good. About to say it's a little before Neek, my time. Neek was unbelievable. I I had a friend at Penel who loved Neek, yeah. I, and that guy that guy was a star. I mean, he was yeah. a bird. He wasn't no. those guys, but he was right that next group. So yeah. that's an awesome. I, that's a great hat. The yeah, logo of the, the hat's uh,
10: fantastic. I have the the Wilkins, uh, jersey to go with it. Hell yeah! Oh, um, do you nice? Yeah. Um, couple of things. There's a certain player in Buffalo that's not very happy about the way the team treated his injury. Mm-hmm. What about Rask in a second rounder, third rounder? I think
1: that would be perfect for the Wild. That That's too much Smirnoff ice right now That's talking <laughs> Do you know what the price of Jack Eichel would be?
10: Well Jack I, Eichel I, I, would it, cost it, you a ton Yeah well do the wild, do the wild Are we going to Typical Minnesota team Are we going to sit on our butt? Or are we going to do what New York teams do And trade for a superstar To help them win a championship d- Depends on what they want Because you might have to give up Star power as well I, I think that I, they'll want Fiala I,
2: I, they have to give up You have I, to give up I, Time I, to get
10: them I would give them everything except for Capriusov and Fiala, to be honest with you. Hmm.
1: Because they'd want Rossi. Mm-hmm. Which you know you you'd be flipping him for. That I'd be curious to see the price. I'll I'll just yeah. put it that way. Because you know, and here's the question too, with Jack Eichel. Is Jack Eichel buried in Buffalo with a terrible team and if he escapes like Taylor Hall did this year, though, to Boston, is Jack Eichel going to thrive, or is Jack Eichel part of the problem in, B- in Buffalo? That I don't know.
10: Well, he is a superstar. They are McCurry, So, No, you're um, right. Another thing, I know we lost. I'm, I shouldn't be upset about the loss. I think it's more about the team that we lost to, in my opinion, old school. Uh-huh. It's a, To me, it is an absolute joke that the Vegas is a contender for the Cup every year, and they are only been in the league for four years. It is I'm, an absolute joke. I'm the Minnesota way. Wild spend millions and millions and millions, not this team, but other teams, developing a prospect. And the Vegas goes, Hmm, I'll take him, I'll take him, I'll take him. And there yep. ain't nothing you can you mean. I mean, should they I mean, did the Wild make a bad decision, keeping coil? Yes, but I mean the wild when the Minnesota Wild came into the league, they didn't have nearly the the same choices that well, Seattle's gonna be in the same boat. Seattle's probably gonna be good too. So I think it's so my, my thing is when I I used to hate other teams just because, you know, like I don't like Vancouver cuz, mm-hmm. you know, it's Vancouver. Sure. Right now I'm at the point now where I don't care who wins the cup as long as it's not Vegas.
1: The issue my my man is this, the expansion fees. Seattle and Vegas paid huge fees and said, "We want to be good right away." Teams like the Blue Jackets and the Wild and those teams that came in didn't pay as much and so their expansion drafts weren't good. The the kicker to this entire story is this one the vegas golden knights aren't subject to this expansion draft
10: they yeah, not yeah that's know, another thing that pisses me off
1: i know i know but i mean the league is th- these are literally cash grabs now and they're yeah. enormous cash grabs so yeah. i agree with everything that you just said and i also know that the league does not care because right. every owner in this league gets an influx a large influx of cash from first the Golden Knights and now the Kraken coming into the league,
10: okay. and Victor Rass, we got to do something better than him. I mean, that was anybody else on the team, even Dumba, the Spurs, even Cole. Anybody on the else team would have scored. Would have scored on that wide open uh, pass. that He got. He's 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 way too slow. I think if he wasn't a center, I think if he was a winger, we wouldn't even be talking about him being on the ice. But I think we're so up debt. Agree. With center, with center. Uh, yep. Key. Yep. and if rossi didn't get hurt i wonder if he'd be playing instead of Rosk. i think he would be mm-hmm.
1: yeah i i think he would be yeah no i mean you're right yeah if rask was a, a right wing we
10: wouldn't be talking about this this wouldn't be a problem yeah so great yeah. stuff man great hats thanks buddy great talk appreciate it love you i said, you guys are awesome and appreciate every one of your shows thank so you are man. man so appreciate are you, you Alex. thank
2: you. you for supporting dude Appreciate. It. Let's uh, let's keep rolling. We got a few more callers left. Uh, let's go to Dylan. Been patiently waiting. Dylan, what's up, man?
0: Welcome yeah, to the event line. Yo, you guys are fun to watch. I'm always always catching up on all your guys' shows. Who's with uh, that? Yeah. Um, like I said in the chat, I don't know if you guys saw it. They're pretty unrealistic line combinations. But I mean, I don't know how you can justify keeping Rask in that situation and moving Sturm out of the rotation, as well as like. I feel like Susie and Cole are always together when Kareel is on the same or on the, on the ice. Mm-hmm. It's like, why are we not putting Susie and Cole on with Eck in our fourth line, like strictly. And then Dumba brodeen with the, our higher skill guys. I feel like we always end up like tonight's specifically Kareel's line had like no possession. And I feel like the defense did not do any justice on like keeping the puck in the zone or maintaining possession, or breakout passes or really anything. But, I'd be interested to see the breakdown of how uh, the ice minutes are spent, but Dex, you got it for the for the minutes at least. Yeah,
1: well, yeah, and, and possession really. too. Yeah, because it, it's a great point, and and it didn't feel like it didn't feel like the Hartman, uh, Kaprizov,
0: Zuccarello line did have great possession tonight. Yeah, I feel like they're,
1: they're certainly capable of it.
0: Yeah, and they just like I feel like they normally are like our most possessive line that always has the puck. Yes, and I feel like. I don't know if tonight was like an outlier, but I felt like Susie and Cole were on their line like firstly the whole time. Hmm. And when, I don't know, I feel like you have to have Brodean or Dumba or Spurgeon or Suter on that line to keep it in the, within the blue line. And I feel like both both those lines pass way better than Susie and Cole.
2: So I, I can't confirm if, if Cole and Susie were on there a lot. I will say Cole and Susie possession-wise had a decent game. They both played also about 13 minutes a night, uh, 13 minutes tonight at least. And then Kaprizov, Hartman, Zuccarello—they were that second line, basically. You know, uh, Greenway, Eck, and Hartman still, or Greenway, Ek, and Foligno still led led the lines with about 15 minutes. But I mean, all three lines for the most part were rolled out very evenly the, outside of the fourth line. I mean, if anything, my 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 crime is that Kevin Fiala finished with only 13 minutes of ice time tonight.
0: Oh man, that's you know, 13. 13.
2: And that is about middle of of all the forwards. It felt like more because he was making such a big difference. And then that was also 5 on
0: 5.
2: All right, I will say that was 5 on 5. All things considered, he was actually 60 minutes up. So he was playing a little bit more on the power play and on the penalty kill, just trying to get him moving a little bit more, but yeah. you have to figure out a way to surround him with better players. You ha- yeah. you have to move him up to Kaprizov. You got to move him up to figure out a way that if, if Eck is taking a face off for God's sakes, I don't care. Put him out there at Eck. You right. got to do something to get him more ice time.
0: For sure. For sure. Well, I appreciate you guys having me. Awesome. Hey, man. Thanks,
2: man. Appreciate, Dylan, appreciate it. appreciate you, dude. Thanks for joining appreciate
1: us. It. Hey, Dex, can you find a possession time for the Hartman-Kaprizov-Zuccarello line?
2: Yeah, I add that up, I think, right here. I'd,
1: I'd be curious what that what um, that is. So, and you said possession-wise for him? Yeah, like Corsi and Fenwick.
2: Yeah, so Hartman, Kaprizov, Felino here, as I do a quick little math. So I will say Kaprizov ended up playing a little bit all shifts. I'm going to shift this down a little bit, do some math on the fly. So Kaprizov, Zuccarello, Hartman were out there for almost about 15 minutes a night tonight, and they were... J- just outshot by like one shot, so they were they were about fifty percent. Like okay. so, they weren't creating more. They allowed a little bit more shots, than they should have. Um, but they weren't as dominant as uh, as you expect them to be tonight. And right. again, that's where I just go like, look, Zucker. There was a play judge I think that really upset me. Actually, I think it was. The first face face-off after the final TV timeout, I believe mm-hmm. in the third period, mm-hmm. where they they win the draw, and then Mats at the top of the point just makes a turnover, and then here comes Vegas the other way, and then they got to reset. Like Mats, just just either get the puck deep or don't don't try to look for the for the sexy pass there, man. Like for God's sakes, this is a big faceoff. This you have to figure out a way to get a shot on goal here. The game's in the line. That that line didn't have the. Ba- I thought they played very well in game one. I thought they were oh, yeah. noticeably and disappointing Hartman. in game in game two tonight.
1: Yeah, and, and I I think that's a credit to the Golden Knights as well. The Golden Knights definitely did something different against Kirill and that whole line that they didn't because I what what was the stat that we saw? I think Ryan Hartman by the. In game one, I think he had, according to the it's NBC phenomenal. telecast, had six high high scoring chances, you know, six great scoring chances. So they definitely came back and combated that, but that allows Fiala more freedom probably, but then the question becomes, okay, can you get Fiala on a line that's going to get So, yeah, I, I mean, there's definitely things that the Wild could do. I do think coming home, I do think having a last change starting on Thursday for two games, is going to help, that, yeah. and I don't think marc Andre Fleury is going to be as good here as he was there. It Doesn't mean he's not going to be good, but I don't think you're going to have him allowing one goal. Yeah. Um, and we I really do, and I do think the Wild at the end of the night on Thursday has a two-one lead. So yeah,
2: I think they'll be favored in Game Three. All right, got let's anybody, uh, let's, uh, we got, let's go one more here. Let's wrap with uh, Jason. Jason, what's up, buddy? Or are you in, you're not in a jail cell right now? Are you? Yeah, like, where no. are you at right now?
9: No, I'm at work right now. I do security. Okay. Um, awesome. <laughs> thanks for having me on. Um, Thank you. No, I was just gonna bring up. Uh, I think uh, some of the biggest things in the game one and game two, different from like regular season that I saw, was just like during the regular season they looked like they're having so much fun out there. You know, they're like their body language is all different. It looks like they just start feel like they're so under so much pressure. And I'm hoping that maybe they can kind of get back into you know having fun and playing for each other. Like, I know people are talking about, you know, you know, Caprizov, Fiala, they're all stars. I'm just wondering if maybe Fiala's trying a little too hard to, like, do it on his own. I know people say, like, well, his line doesn't have the the talent that he does. But, you know, they if if he had the, the success in the regular season they did, I think, because they were playing w- with each other, playing for each other, you know, standing up as a team. And it kind of feels like they're kind of breaking down a little bit. Um, but I'm hoping they can kind of come back and start having fun again, because when you watch them having fun, they do really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Fiala – so I think he
1: looked at the situation in Game 1 to his defense, and he said, if I don't do it by myself, it's not getting done. So I think that that's why he he tonight tried to take more control. Um, I Here's the thing. The playoffs, there's just more pressure. So, like, I – I guess I don't agree that they. It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't seem like they're having as much fun. I don't think they're probably meant to have as much fun. But I also don't see the old school wild pulling apart and no and no guidance out there. You know, there's Quavo's the captain and he's doing his own thing. So I'm not down on, on them about that. But yeah, I'm. I would like to see the coaching staff find ways to get them more chances, and I do think that's possible. Um, And I do think that leads to more fun, but there's just a natural inherent pressure that goes with the playoffs that you can escape. Uh, I think that changes a little bit here though. There's going to be pressure here because it's the home crowd, but there's also a nice thing about being in your own building. So I think to what you're saying, I think you'll see a little bit more of that back here on Thursday than we probably did there. Just because you're home, the crowds on your side, and I do think some of the shots that didn't go in tonight start to go in on Thursday. For sure, for sure. Good stuff, Jason. Though appreciate it. Thanks, you Jason. No problem. Thank you, sure,
2: man. Good luck at work for the rest of the night. Yes,
1: yeah, yeah. Thanks, man. Sorry, Dex asked if you were in jail. Well, he looked, I don't know. He looked like he was in a you jail. Look
2: at cell. security. Well, maybe he said he security. That,
6: that
0: does not when's necessarily la- not confirm that he could
1: not be working when, in a jail. Listen, though. Declan, when's the last time a guy had a smile on his face and he was incarcerated? Okay. Yeah, like if Jay was in jail, he wouldn't be happy oh, at all. Yeah, that's true. That's, true. He, wouldn't that's be, true. he wouldn't be happy. Final thoughts?
2: Final thoughts. Um, I'm glad my prophecy did not come true tonight. Honestly, I thought they were going to get waxed, Judd. I thought the they were going to get waxed, and I and I, you know, I won't say missed opportunity. I, I kind of felt like that a little bit when they, you know, forgot they only led for 18 seconds tonight. You know, they finally get the first goal. They only lead for 18 seconds, and you could, you definitely felt the momentum shift right after that. Right after they tied the game, you you felt you felt the shift right there. That was that was kind of a worst possible situation. I think even if. Um, the period trailed on for a few minutes longer and let's say Vegas scores. And it's even one-to-one going in to the third. I think the third period plays out a little bit differently, yep. but Flurry Flurry's dialed in right now, man. Fleury's one of the best goalies of all time. And uh, and if I guess if, if you're looking at it from the 30,000-foot view, you went in, you got at least one win, you're coming back home now. You can't really be too disappointed with how this goes. I, this is going to be a 6-7 game series. It's going to be yeah. probably a 6-7 game series.
1: And look... The goal is to at least win one, and they, they, want, they won one. What's funny is they won the one they probably shouldn't have won, and they lost the one they probably shouldn't have lost. But yeah, and and they are – I guess my takeaway from these first two games is I come away from these two games feeling pretty optimistic about what I saw. Um, I don't feel that a, a lot of the old things that were bugaboos with the, with this team for a long time when it came to the playoffs are problems. I'd like to see some more creative things from the coaching staff. I do think things could be changed up a bit. But all of that being said, what I have wanted to see for the most part happened. Greenway showed up for two games. Dumba, not especially good in game one. And and by the way, had not played well late in the season. Matthew Dumba tonight was, I thought, for him, good. Some bad passes, I get that, but that's him. Um, and most importantly, here's here's the key takeaway. Two games. I have not seen the Wilds goaltending not be that good. Or yep. I did not say – I mean, Cam Talbot won game one, Flurry won game two. But you know what? That's okay. The problem would, would be is if the discussion right now was, well, they're coming back to Minnesota down 0-2 because Marc-Andre Fleury won game one, anyone get game two. And that, I mean, in the playoffs at this time of year, that's the most important thing. If we're talking about, well, Cam Talbot played okay, but Marc-Andre Fleury's incredible – that's a problem. Um, the other thing is, I think the Wild had the right idea tonight, especially first period of trying to score uh, greasy goals that they didn't get. And I think when you're at home on Thursday night, not a lot of them, but some of those pucks will get past flurry. And if they do, it's a different game. So yeah. I really, I, sports dad here, l- late night, uh, I'm pretty encouraged. Yeah,
2: it's just rare encouraged. for you.
1: Which is you don't
2: say that a lot.
1: I don't say that a lot because it's not worth saying a lot in and this I, town. And even
2: even if you've had a few beers and it's late night, you know, there might be a little bit extra confidence in your step. I still think you don't you don't change. Even even the well, three times that Even I get,
1: I even get in more the, surly if yeah, I have more beers. No. Pun, in, pun intended. No, because if I'm Derek Falvey, I'm on the phone right this moment trying right. to trade Miguel Sanoa. I, I get more negative um not more positive but in this case look this has been the season of the different they are the new wild okay they are the new they're not the old Mm -hmm. the past 19 years are in the the old school timberwolves garbage can right by my desk here okay they're in this garbage can because this is a new team and and we see things they're not perfect and they are not a finished product and i'm still saying the golden knights and six but that being said I think there's enough things that we're seeing to be very positive and confident with the direction here, and that's what happens when you have a coach or a GM, I should say, who has won two Stanley Cups as a player, was a captain, and won two Stanley Cups as an executive. Not the same old, same old. It's very impressive. Very impressive for everyone joining us
2: tonight. Thank you. Thank you. By the way, for hanging out. It's almost one in the morning Central Time here. I can't imagine if
1: you're on East Coast. Ten people. Yeah. Ten people joined us and we we really appreciate it. Yeah. Your support has been fantastic. And um let's do it again on Thursday night technically.
2: Absolutely, job. yeah. No, we'll, we'll be doing it again. Judd will be live at the arena. I'm gonna be back here drinking seltzers, ready to be rocking. Judd will be, you know, a couple Dasani waters in, I think, at at the XL <laughs> Energy Center. He'll be ready to go there. Um if you haven't, hit our subs- or Ice Mountain, whatever it is. Water. that will be waters in. I will be seltzers in. You can actually make the case Water, seltzers, maybe the same thing. Uh, but I don't want. I don't want to throw shade at my own self here. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button on our YouTube channel. at Score North MN. We'll be bringing you some wild content. We'll also bring you Timberwolves, Twins, Vikings, even sometimes some action movie reviews or sports movie reviews. We got some goofy stuff on our YouTube content and also Predator. on our Purple Daily podcast. Predator. Predator's coming up.
1: I got, oh, I watched it
0: yesterday.
2: You watched yesterday? I'm going to have to watch tomorrow since the to Wild the Game's on off. Thursday. Yeah, I'm going to have to get watch to tomorrow. I'm excited to watch. We'll have some Predator. We'll be ready to go. Uh, yeah, we're the only show that brings you on the screen with us post game Wild Show. So uh, we'll, we'll be doing this again all series long and hopefully for a lengthy post season run. So I thank hope you for I'm wrong. I hope
1: this. my prediction is I very want to be wrong. wrong. I hope they get to the second round at least. All right, Declan, do your thing. Pass, shoot, score.
6: He knows he once ate an entire sheet cake. He knows your selfie life isn't your real life. He knows what goes down on the DMs. Shouldn't you know your dog better? Now you can learn his inner secrets with Embark, the highest-rated dog DNA test. Unlocking over 350 breeds and screening for over 215 genetic health risks.